This is Surgication. Surgical education for parents. We are here to inform, inspire, connect, and heal. If our main concern is welfare of children, then we must encourage every measure that will assure the best available care for children everywhere. Dr. Thomas Santuli. Tonsils and Adenoids. Surgication, Episode 5. Dr. Alexandra Espinel, Otolaryngological Surgery, Children's National Hospital. Hi, welcome to Surgication. This is Dr. Michael Petrosian. Today we have uh, Dr. Alexandra Espinel from Otolaryngology to discuss with us what are the adenoids and tonsils in a pediatric population. Welcome, Dr. Espinel. Thanks for being here. Thanks um, for having me. Uh, thank you for joining Surgication. I've noticed from working next to you in a clinic or sharing a clinic space that a lot of parents come in with their kids having large tonsils or questioning whether my child uh, needs tonsillectomy. Why don't you explain to us what are the tonsils and adenoids? Yeah, absolutely. So the tonsils and adenoids are located in the back of the throat and the back of the nose, respectively. I can't see the adenoids just by looking at your child. Either I have to put a camera in their nose or get an x-ray to see the size of the adenoids. But a lot of times, just by talking to you about your child's symptoms and examining your child, I can have a good assessment about whether or not your child's adenoids are large. The tonsils are in the back of the throat, and you can see them easily by just having your child open their mouth. And they're all the way back in the back of mouth behind the teeth. And a lot of kids have big tonsils, but just because you have big tonsils does not mean they need to come out. They only need to come out if they're causing a problem. How many times would you say if the child has a tons tonsillitis, what is your sort of a, a limit to that? Is it one time or second time or the third time around infection, you'll decide, well, we, it's time to have a tonsillectomy? Great question. So- it's hard when your kid has a sore throat and it can be really frustrating to parents, but actually we don't see a benefit in tonsillectomy until your child has more than seven infections in one year, five infections every year for two years, or three infections every year for three years. So that's a lot of infections before we can say actually the risk of surgery and the recovery is worth the benefit of having your tonsils out over having these recurrent infections. So if child comes in with recurrent infections, the treatment will be antibiotics, you know, warm compresses, I'm assuming, because it's hard to swallow and the reassurance that the parents, you know, just wait, it should go away and there's no need for operation. Correct, unless you have numbers that are as high as that. What are the benefits of having tonsils? Yeah. So the tonsils and adenoids are part of our immune system. They're just lymphoid tissue, just like we have lymph nodes everywhere in our body, uh, underneath our skin, in our neck, right? But the tonsils and adenoids get in the way, and that's the main reason we take them out, because they're blocking airflow through the back of the nose and the back of the throat. And... Yes, they'll get bigger when a child has an infection, but then they'll also a lot of the time get smaller once the child has gotten better from the infection. The reason we take them out would be if they're causing this trouble with breathing is obstructive sleep apnea. But when you take them out, the body does not miss them. It The immune system still functions appropriately and your child is not immunocompromised. It's kind of like when you take a cup of sand off the beach. The, sand, the cup of sand or your tonsils and adenoids, the beach is still the beach and you don't miss it at all. So there's no risk of infections. Correct. There's no increased risk of infection by removing the tonsils and adenoids. How do you remove tonsils and adenoids? So remove the tonsils and adenoids through the mouth um, and through the nose, actually. There's no cuts on the face, so no scars that you have to worry about for your child. And it's a pretty simple procedure. It takes about 30 minutes through the mouth and through the nose. And after that, um, most children will go home the same day of surgery. What do you tell those parents if they complain to you about, well, my child is snoring, do you have to take the tonsils out if the child snores? 
Not necessarily. Snoring can be a sign and symptom of obstructive sleep apnea. Obstructive sleep apnea means your child is stopping breathing at night because they're not getting enough air because through their mouth and their nose because their tonsils and adenoids are big. Snoring in and of itself does not mean your child has obstructive sleep apnea and does not mean they need their tonsils and adenoids out. But if they're snoring with poor and restless sleep, choking, gasping, pausing, or even bedwetting, those are all signs suggestive of obstructive sleep apnea and you should have them evaluated to see if they have those symptoms and need their tonsils and adenoids out. What about when the tonsils are large? I know there's differentiation in class or classification of sizes of tonsils. Uh, do you take tonsils out just because the tonsils are very large or touch each other? No. Also, too, you can have a big big tonsils and be completely asymptomatic. It's like having big feet. We take big tonsils out when they're causing recurrent infections, obstruction, like an obstructive sleep apnea, or if your child's having trouble swallowing and modifying their diet for certain foods because they feel the tonsils and don't want to eat certain foods that are different consistencies. So how long does usually uh, the operation takes and will the child require a general anesthesia? Yes, it does require general anesthesia because we are doing surgery through the mouth. It is the most minimal amount of anesthesia your child can have and generally a very safe uh, anesthetic. Uh, Typically, surgery takes about 30 minutes and then your child will be watched for a couple hours hours after surgery to make sure they're eating and drinking and not have any trouble in recovery. Recovery at home is about a week to 10 days. And during that time, it's just important that your child takes Tylenol and Motrin. If they take the pain medicine, they'll do really well and not have many problems. If you don't take the pain medicine, they're going to be in pain. Uh, Also just staying hydrated and eating soft foods. Does it hurt after surgery? It does. Surgery is painful. And that's why we always Think about this before we're going to do surgery. The reason it hurts is because your tonsils sit on top of the muscles we use to breathe, to swallow, to speak. And you can't really rest these muscles. So they're going to be sore and your child will have a sore throat after surgery. However, by giving them Tylenol and Motrin as we instruct you to and keeping them well hydrated so the back of their mouth is hydrated and not dry, most children do not have any problems with pain. What about special lozenges that contain some lidocaine or solutions that numb up that area? We actually don't recommend anything numbing the area. One, a lot of these solutions have alcohol in them, which can be irritating and actually hurt more as you're putting alcohol into where the tonsils were removed. Uh, And also numbing the area can give your child problems with drooling and swallowing. Um, What are the complications of the operation itself? The most common complication is dehydration. And that's because your child has a sore throat, doesn't want to drink. If they don't drink, their throat is going to get more dry, hurt more, and kind of get into this vicious cycle. So that's why it's important to stay on top of it. Um, Head of and be ahead of the game by giving them pain medicine and just keeping them drinking from as soon as surgery is finished. There's a much smaller risk of bleeding. It happens in less than one 100 patients. It can happen because when the scab falls off where the tonsil was removed, there can be some bleeding. Unlike doing surgery on your hand where you have a scab fall off and you can just put a Band-Aid on it, if it's in the back of the throat, uh, it's a little bit more dramatic and I can't just put a Band-Aid on it. So if you have any blood from your mouth after surgery, you need to come to see us. So what happens if you do not remove the tonsils or adenoids? So if your doctor is recommending that you have your child's tonsils and adenoids removed for obstructive sleep apnea, that obstructive sleep apnea is not likely to get better without surgery. With prolonged apneas, they can have strain to their heart and their lungs over time, causing damage to other organs. If your 
doctor recommends tonsils and adenoids to be removed for obstructive sleep apnea, um, I would recommend following their recommendation. Is there an instance where you just take the tonsils out without adenoids or adenoids without tonsils? Absolutely. So you would a lot of times just take the tonsils out um, if a child's having recurrent infections and doesn't have adenoids anymore. A lot of kids, their adenoids are going to shrink um, around 12, 13 years old. So if they're having their tonsils out for recurrent infections, there's no adenoid tissue there and you don't need to remove it. Also, in younger kids without with obstructive sleep apnea, we may start with just an adenoidectomy and not removing the tonsils as removing the adenoids is a much uh, easier recovery than tonsillectomy for a younger child. All right. Well, thank you very much for this informative uh, podcast. Um, we're hoping to see you for more uh, otolaryngological questions. This was Surgication, and this was uh, Dr. Alexander Espinel talking to us about adenoids and tonsils. Thanks thank for you. having me. Have a good day.